Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, is 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425. The Rittenhouse jurors have, in fact, uh, announced that they have a decision. The judge in the case is bringing them back in. I am working on getting the audio feed here so that we can bring it to you because I know uh, people are interested in this case. It is a, well, it's going to be interesting. Uh, And there are some, there have been rumors spread by people who really don't know what they're talking about, that the jurors are worried that people will burn down Kenosha if they come back not guilty. Uh, both sides are playing the system, playing the the crowd. It's remarkable there are 12 people who have sat there and seen the things they're supposed to see and and not seen those things they're not supposed to see. And by that you and I, we've had a window into the whole thing. They have streamed the video of the trial. And they've streamed the portions of the trial where the jury is out of the room, and we've seen the arguments. We we have seen the the, uh, ability, the uptake of people to come in and and realize what's happening. And the jury has been out of the room for a lot of that stuff. The jury itself— has not seen stuff we have seen. So the perception of the jury, the the input of the jury, the view of the jury is remarkably different from what you and I have seen. Um, It is a a completely different situation because in large part, they were guarded in what they could and could not see. They were guarded in their interactions. Uh, They were guarded in their discussions with others. And we haven't had that. We've been able to engage in a conversation on social media. We've been able to engage in life in ways the jury has not. Uh, They were not sequestered, to my knowledge. The jury was not required to stay at a hotel. Uh, But they were very, very carefully guarded by the local sheriff's office on orders of the judge. They were met at certain locations uh, to be able to um, go to the trial. Let's see if I can bring some of this up here. Wisconsin right now in our Shimon Prokupetz, who has been covering this trial over the past uh, couple of weeks That's or so. CNN, I'm, I, I don't want to play their commentary. I'd rather give you my commentary as they wait for the jury to come in uh, and review things, uh, waiting for people to come in and get settled. Uh, they're all sitting in the courtroom. They all look somewhat bored. Can you imagine what's going through Kyle Rittenhouse's head right now? Can you imagine that? It is, it, it, it's just got to be overwhelming to to see this, to, to think um, just the pressure. His whole life is going to change. His whole life is going to be defined by this. He will be remembered for the rest of his life as the kid who took matters into his own hands. And I don't know that we are we have had enough conversation in the country about why. Let's listen, Shimon. 
No, it doesn't need to be. Um, there, there, there can't be any reaction at all, no matter how strongly you may feel. And it's understood that many people do have strong feelings. But uh, we can't permit any, permit any kind of a reaction to the verdict. And uh, as you can see, there's quite a bit of law enforcement here. And you will be whisked out of here if there is any. So just be aware. Here comes the jury. They're all standing as the jury comes in now. We have not had enough conversation in this country as to why a young man, a teenager, decided to go to Kenosha, Wisconsin to defend the businesses there. He wasn't going to fight Antifa. He was going to try to protect the businesses. And we've missed that in the conversation. You may not think he should have gone. I don't think he should have. But he did. That's the reality of the situation. And he's got a right to defend himself. Hello? Would you go down, please? Yes. Thank you. That was the judge talking to somebody. Everybody standing. Preparing for the jury. Uh, the video feed cutting out here momentarily. We'll come back to the video feed here as we try to get this verdict in on the Rittenhouse situation. I'm fascinated by it for a variety of reasons. And as I mentioned one of the, the big issues here is I, I'm in the camp that says Kyle Rittenhouse shouldn't have been doing this. And, and I think that's objectively true. He shouldn't have been doing this. But the larger issue is he shouldn't have had to do this. And he felt the need to do it because local politicians had tied local law enforcement, their hands behind their back, so they couldn't. Now, let's see here. Uh, has the jury reached a verdict as to each count of the information? Yes, we have, Your Honor. Uh, one verdict and one verdict only? Yes. Would you hand all of the paperwork to the bailiff, please? This is the ones that we didn't know. Okay. Uh, everything. Okay. Yeah, thanks. May I see that, too, please, uh, Mrs.? Oh, I'm sorry. By the way, I told y'all the jury would reach a verdict on a Friday. They always reach a verdict on a Friday. Not always, but mostly. They want to go home. They want to be done with this. So the jury writes their verdict down on a piece of paper for the judge to be able to review. He makes sure that they have followed the procedures of the court. He makes sure all the paperwork is in order. Paperwork's not in order. It can give the lawyers cause to argue. The defendant will rise, face the jury, and hearken to its verdicts. Here we go. State of Wisconsin versus Kyle Rittenhouse. As to the first count of the information, Joseph Rosenbaum, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the second count of the information, Richard McGinnis, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. There you go. As to the third count of the information, unknown male, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fourth count of the information, Anthony Huber, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. He's trying to hold it in, As but he's becoming very emotional. As to the fifth count of emotional. the information, Gage Grosskreutz, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. Not guilty on Members all counts. Members of the jury, are these your unanimous verdicts? He's, Is there anyone who does not agree with the verdicts as read? He's having a hard time sitting down. Uh, would you wish the jury pulled? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, okay, folks, your uh, job is done, and uh, we started. His lawyer's trying to just tell about three weeks deeply. ago, and I uh, caught, I told you it could last two weeks and two days. This is two week. This is three weeks. Uh, you were a wonderful jury to work with. You were punctual. You were attentive. Um, and the, the clerk has brought six a bottle over of water here who had a, a, a very difficult job of a hard time. Uh, keeping from discussing the case during the time that they were sequestered as well. All of you, you just, I, I couldn't have asked for a better jury to work with. And uh, it has truly been my pleasure. Uh, you've, I think, uh, without commenting on your verdict, the verdicts themselves, just in terms of your um, the attentiveness and the cooperation that you gave to us, uh, justifies the confidence that the founders of our country placed in you. So um, I dismiss you at this time. You're never under any obligation to discuss any aspect of this case with anyone. You're welcome to do so as little or as much as you want. Uh, the media have requested, a number of media sources have requested the ability to talk to you and uh, they have been uh, allowed present uh, presentations to you that you'll get in writing and it's entirely up to you whether you want to contact contact them they are not to contact you um, if anyone does contact you and just you know, tell them you're not interested in discussing it if that's the case um, and if anyone persists in doing so uh, report that to us and it will be addressed I assure you uh, at the beginning of the trial, uh, there was some concern about uh, information and, uh, uh, and your safety. And I assure you that we will take every uh, measure to ensure that, that is, uh, your concerns are addressed and respected. Um, and um, I'm going to talk to you for just a minute, not about anything to do with the case, but just about that sole issue. And, um, um, you, as they say, you're welcome to discuss the case as little or as much as you want. That's the judge. Uh, Rittenhouse and his lawyers beginning to cry there as the judge continues to talk to the jury. I, I want to take your phone calls. If, you, if you've if you got something to say on this matter, uh, the phone number is 877-973-7425. Uh, yeah. Please. The judge is... Or in the library. They can change the library. It's not going to be more than a minute. Or maybe it will be. Answering some questions. Yeah, take them the upstairs. That's fine. That's fine. Just where to go. The judge wants to deal with the lawyers after the jury leaves the room. Everyone has stood for the jury. The judge himself now standing for the jury as they depart. Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyers there shaking hands with each other beginning to smile and no longer cry. His family absolutely crying. Lawyers in the back now. The reporters beginning to file their stories. Sheriff's deputies in the aisle clearing people out as the jury goes. You've been watching as and we have learned. I will stop from the CNN commentary. I was watching their feed. There you have it, folks. Kyle Rittenhouse, not guilty on all those counts. Uh, what is remarkable is the only other count that the lawyers uh, through was the count 
of the possession of a weapon across state lines, which turned out factually not to be true, and the judge threw that out. Uh, and the really big issue here now is uh, the left wants some level of justice on Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, I, I, I want to real quick, before I go to commercial break here, I want to tie this back into the bison helmet of dude, people upset with him getting 41 months, uh, saying it was too much after the Antifa people didn't get anything. Kyle Rittenhouse was just found not guilty by a jury of his peers. The system works. doesn't work perfectly, but it works. It works. Provide people the facts, and it works. I was a lawyer for a number of years. I did uh, a number of jury trials. We all make jokes about the jury. What, what is the jury, the, the 12 people not smart enough to come up with an excuse to get out of it? Our system is dependent on jurors. Our system is dependent on people who work the polls for local boards of elections. Our system is dependent on us. And if we give up on the system, the system will fail. And a lot of people have given up on the system and decided not to participate in it. And that actually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and the system begins to collapse. The system itself begins to collapse because we ourselves choose not to participate in it. We have obligations to our system and our obligations include serving on a jury volunteering if we can to help conduct local elections, volunteering within the system. Uh, these jurors, they're compensated. I think a lot of employers don't do enough to encourage their employees to participate in the jury system. And I think it's something uh, companies in America need to rethink because the system depends on people willing to do this. These 12 jurors and their alternates, because you had about double the number of jurors in case something happened along the way. They sat there, they listened to this trial, they heard the evidence, they saw the gruesome pictures, and they delivered justice. Twelve Americans, twelve citizens of Wisconsin, have found Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty on all the counts. Remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. And for that, we should appreciate the American judicial system. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show. A lot of you want to weigh in on the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. If you're just tuning in, Kyle Rittenhouse has been found not guilty on all charges. <laughs> the Onion, I you know, The Onion is rarely funny these days, but I do have to give it to The Onion. Uh, they now have a headline. says, Kyle Rittenhouse just sentenced to 48 years of appearances at CPAC. <laughs> that, that made me laugh. That was well done. Uh, he will be there. Um, I cannot. It, listen, the, the phone lines are open. You can call in. Those of you on hold, give me just a minute because while I'm thinking about this, I want to. I want to say it because otherwise I'll forget. I've got dad brain. I cannot begin to emphasize to you as someone who has done jury trials the impact it had to have had. By the way, yeah, let me stop here as a side note. Do you know one of the guys that Rittenhouse killed was a pedophile? I assume you know that. One of the one of the decedents is he's not a victim, a decedent. He he is a pedophile. One of the deceased. The jury does not know that. Imagine when they find out. But I can't just – I can't emphasize enough 
the impact it would have on the jury to have that witness come onto the stand at trial and say upon cross-examination with the video to supplement the narrative that Kyle Rittenhouse did not fire his weapon at that guy until he had pulled his weapon and aimed at Kyle Rittenhouse. And when he said it, to have the district attorney do a face palm, literally puts his head down into his palm of his hand when he does it, and he can't undo it. That witness went on ABC News the next day and tried to claim he had he was under pressure, he was under under oath, and he's sorry, and, and, and actually Kyle Rittenhouse pointed first, but it's too late. He doesn't get a do-over. He doesn't get a do-over, and the prosecution does not get a do-over. But the impact that would have on the jury that that guy admitted that he pointed his gun first completely undermined the case of self-defense in that regard. And then to have it turn out that Kyle Rittenhouse did not carry his gun across state lines as the charge had been, well, that too got that thrown out. So all you're left with are the uh, charges for murder and attempted murder. And when that guy says he pointed and the video shows before Kyle Rittenhouse fires a shot, he's being bashed in the head uh, with the, the wheels of a skateboard, that tends to undermine the prosecution's case. The sad thing, though, if we're really honest about it, is that the prosecutors had to bring the case because of the damage it would have done to Kenosha, Wisconsin, had they not. You let the white kid who killed people during the riots off without prosecuting him, there are going to be more riots. They were bullied into it by the mob. And, and y'all, this is something that we as a nation are going to have to come to terms with. And I think the voters are starting to come to terms with this in the way they're rejecting Democrats. If you continue to allow the mob to decide the flow of justice in the country, you're going to have a new mob come after that mob, the mob of voters who go into the ballot box, who want to be safe, who do not want their cities burned down. Kyle Rittenhouse, I don't think he should have been there. But he was there because the system itself refused to show up, and he decided to take matters into his hands with a group of well-meaning people, and he had every right to defend himself. He had every right to self-defense. Kyle Rittenhouse showed up because the system failed that night in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and he wanted to do something about it. He shouldn't have been there, but he should be commended for the courage to show up when the system that should have been there failed. When we come back, your phone calls on this, 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. Well, I don't know about y'all, but all I want to do for the rest of the day is pop popcorn and watch MSNBC. <laughs> Joy Reid is going to be spectacular, I'm sure. All right, uh, y'all want to comment on this? Uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is over. Not guilty on all counts. Let's go to the phones on this matter. I'm going to begin first with Patrick. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Thank you, uh, Mr. Erickson. Um, remember when I said I wasn't your biggest fan? Well, I'd like to roll that back. Um, I've really been enjoying you very much. Um, so my thoughts on <clears throat> on this is I am so relieved that this jury did not kowtow to political pressure, that they followed the letter of the law, and it's it's refreshing it's extremely refreshing. I personally believe that he should never have 
been there in the first place that that uh and I think that he should probably he may need to go to like a behavioral um treatment for 90 days just so he can figure out you know where cuz there was definitely something there was something that that I mean he put himself in a situation and and it it went badly but the letter of the law was followed and that that is refreshing to me yeah, look, I I gotta say, and and I'm I'm with you in that he I he shouldn't have been. I understand why he felt the need to to do it. I I, I do, and I don't think he should have been there. I think the system, the, the of police and law enforcement there should have stood up. But uh, he was there, and he had just as much right to be there as the rioters had. He was not doing damage. Remember. Uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones and others from the New York Times and the like were saying that uh, the destruction of property wasn't really violence because they had insurance, and it turns out many of them didn't. I just wish he hadn't been in a situation where he felt the need to do it, but he did. And he had every right once he was there to defend himself from the people who were there to do ill. He was not there to do ill, and they were, and and that got lost in the media commentary. Think about all the people who were shocked by this verdict because they got their information from NPR and MSNBC, uh, where everything was skewed against Rittenhouse. It's unfortunate that there will probably be riots because of this verdict because so many people were lied to by so many people on TV. It's unfortunate. Now, uh, back to the phones we go, 877-973-7425. Dave, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Dave, you there? Yes, I am. Welcome. Thanks for taking my call today, Eric. Sure. Does Carl have any recourse now that he's been found innocent on all charges? Any civil recourse? Um, well, he can uh, sue the bejesus out of many of the media networks who called him a white supremacist murderer murderer i i, I think he and one other, go ahead i have one other question why was why wasn't there an, a, a request for change of venue instead of having the trial right there uh you know that that is a really good question and uh they did make a request for a change of venue and the judge denied the request for change of venue. Uh, the judge said they didn't need it. Which, by the way, I, I, Dave, I'm actually really glad you raised that point because I would have forgotten to, to bring up this subject. Thanks for the phone call. Um, for all the people in the media who said the judge was biased towards the defense, the judge would not allow the defense to change a venue. The judge would not allow the defense to bring up the prior record of the people who were killed. The judge would not allow the defense to bring up that one of the guys was a pedophile. The judge would not allow the defense to bring up uh, the the uh, location of Kyle Rittenhouse's family that they lived there and, and the reason Rittenhouse was there. The, the, the def- uh, prosecutor walked into that and let it come out. The judge did not allow the prosecution or the defense to bring up a lot of stuff they wanted to bring up. That jury rendered this verdict having no idea that one of the people killed was a pedophile, which could have uh, persuaded in their mind Kyle Rittenhouse's justification uh, and biased them towards Kyle Rittenhouse. The judge did not let that in. But so much of the media focused on the judge being in the tank for Rittenhouse— they didn't even care to realize they he didn't allow a change of venue. He 
didn't allow the media to be kept out of the courtroom. He didn't allow all these things the defense wanted him to do. And the defense still won. Uh, back to the phones. Uh, Rooster, you're up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Uh, enjoying your show today. Thank you. Uh, I had kind of a comment, kind of a question. With him being covered in such a negative light in the mass media and everyone seeing that he got off with murder and such, according to the left-leaning politics, what's gonna, what's his life going to be like now that you're going to have left-leaning uh, vigilantes thinking to take out their pol- political views out on him? See, this is what I worry about for the guy is his life is going to be defined by this. Like, uh, what is it, George Zimmerman who killed Trayvon Martin? Um, Kyle Rittenhouse is he's going to be defined by this for a very long time, and the left is well, going I mean, to come it, after him. Eric, is he going to Eric? Is he going to have to go like into some kind of protective, or is he going to change his name, or, or what's it going to take for him to be safe? Um, I suspect he's going to need to disappear for a little while. I, I think he is uh, for his own good. He probably needs to take some time. Now, remember, though, uh, GoFundMe and, and and sites like that refuse to allow people to contribute money to his defense. They, they shut down the fundraisers. Uh, surely there are conservatives out there who are going to recognize how this guy got a terrible raw deal by the media, and they're going to want to do their best to, to help him uh, rest, relax, recover, and figure out what to do with his life. Someone needs to do that. Uh, someone needs to make sure that Kyle Rittenhouse can get on with his life, having been found not guilty. And that's kind of the sad thing here is, though found not guilty, the media and the left did their best to perceive him as guilty and to define him as guilty. And his whole world is going to change. You know, one of the other things here is how so many people are saying that this is proof white guys can get away with it. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, the people who were killed were white. And the people who were killed who were white were there to burn down black businesses. That is not in dispute. And yet so many people want to turn this into a race thing when it was actually Kyle Rittenhouse who was there trying to defend the businesses of non-white people in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where the rioting was. And it was those white people who tried to attack and kill Kyle Rittenhouse, who died, who were there to burn down those businesses. We should not forget those important facts in this situation. Gary, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program. Hi, Gary. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing well, sir. Um, I just want to make a quick comment for everyone on, on other media sources, um, including social media sources, that spoke about uh, his uh, unlawful possession of firearms, him being where he shouldn't have been, him defending himself and that being improper. It, you said it a second ago, and you're absolutely correct. One, he had every right to be where he was. This is still America. It's still a free country. The right to defend yourself is still constitutionally protected. The right to bear arms is still constitutionally protected unless it was illegal for him to possess that particular firearm in the manner in which he possessed it. But everything seemed to be under the letter of the law, and I was very relieved to hear the jury's verdict on that. Um, it, it, I, I, I hope that this is a wake-up call to 
to other people that still believe in the Constitution that this is America, we have rights, and I think the the right to bear arms and the right to defend ourselves, um, we we won that today. We we did. That's well said. Thank you, for, Gary, for the phone call. I I, I want to play real quick. Uh, Eugene Robinson on MSNBC after the jury listened to this. The reason they were coming at him was they perceived him as a deadly threat because he had this huge military-style weapon and was running up and down the street, and they were just trying to, in effect, protect themselves. But the prosecution didn't really make that case. They argued it in closing arguments. And and then, of course, uh, the, the judge in this case has a long history of being pro-defendant, you know, look, in our legal legal system, if you want a judge to lean one way or the other, you want the judge to lean toward all defendants rather than leaning toward all prosecutors. So, you know, it's so there are unique things about this case. What I what concerns me, though, is that the result will be seen as a vindication of vigilantism of, of what Kyle Rittenhouse was doing, the larger context of what he was doing, um, you know, during these demonstrations over the shooting of, of Jacob Blake. Uh, he came across state lines carrying a military-style assault weapon um, with, the, with what end? What end? What end? Uh, now, I can stop it there, and I also want to read you this tweet by Mayor Bill de Blasio. Anthony Huber and Joseph Rosenbaum are victims. They should be alive today. The only reason they're not is because a violent, dangerous man chose to take a gun across state lines and start shooting people. Uh, Eugene Robinson and Bill de Blasio, I may not like them, but they're not really dumb people. Okay, well, maybe de Blasio, Eugene Robinson is not. And yet they believe that Kyle Rosenhaus went across state lines with a military-style weapon. It was an AR. He didn't go across state lines with a weapon. That was disproven in the trial. That was one of the charges. It was thrown out because it was disproven in the trial. Do, do they not know? Do they not pay attention? Do they not care about the truth and the facts? It was it, he did not cross state lines with a gun. He did not. That was proven at the trial. Did they not watch the trial? Did they not pay attention? Just that they'll just make up whatever they want. Uh, back to the phones, John. You're going to be up next. Welcome. Hi, Eric. Hi there. I was just wondering uh, how much how much of the dirty antics by the prosecutor led to this verdict, even though I agree with the verdict. Oh, look! I I think the the moment the prosecutor did did the the face palm when that guy said that uh, he pulled his gun on Rittenhouse before Rittenhouse shot him, that was one of the key moments I think to persuade the jury something was up. the The prosecutor did yeah. along the way a terrible job. I mean, remember it was the prosecutor who literally pointed the gun with his finger on the trigger at the crowd. You don't do that. Uh, you don't do that. I, I had somebody call and say, this gun's been in evidence since it happened. You know it was empty. They looked down the barrel and they saw no bullet. It doesn't matter. You do not do that. These things, I mean, the prosecutor was inept. My buddy Dan McLaughlin uh, just tweeted this out, baseball Craig on Twitter. Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty of the charges against him because Kyle Rittenhouse was not guilty of the charges against him. Everything else is noise. Yep, well said. Uh, let's go to Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, how are you? Is everybody coming up to you? Tell I'm me doing let's well. How go. are you? Good. Uh, yeah, so I had a question. Uh, does Kyle Rittenhouse have a means of going after the – News organizations that have slandered his name? Oh, yes. Yes, he does. 
yes, he does. Now, here's the thing you have to understand about this, the, the way defamation law works in this country. Uh, famous people cannot file a lawsuit. Like, it, 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 I, I can't – uh, I, if someone wants to slander me, the, the bar is kind of high because I'm a, a, a somewhat famous person having been on TV and having a, a nationally syndicated radio show. Kyle Rittenhouse, they would argue, well, he was famous in that instance, and therefore what they say falls under the exception of the rule. He's got to prove malice. The problem is Kyle Rittenhouse was made famous by the media who sought to defame him. And if the media makes someone famous for the purpose of defaming them, uh, they don't have that defense in First Amendment law uh, that he's got to prove malice. They clearly were malicious here against him anyway. Uh, the the level of willful ignorance of the claims against Kyle Rittenhouse are staggering. And uh, the attacks they will use now on the Second Amendment over this, you can see him coming. You know, speaking of the Second Amendment, one of the groups that funds the Second Amendment cause in this country is Patriot Mobile. And if you do business with Patriot Mobile, a portion of their profits go to funding the Second Amendment cause and the pro-life cause in this country. In fact, a lady um, emailed me last night. She said she called them. Uh, she got a free activation, and then she has multiple lines in the house, so she got a discount. Then she was an NRA member. She got a discount. And there was something else, like a teacher or something. They, they gave her multiple discounts, and she wound up saving a lot of money moving to Patriot Mobile. And you can, too. You know, they've got 100% U.S.-based customer service, and they don't use their own towers, which is kind of ingenious. They use the towers of all the other cell phone companies. Congress passed a law several years ago that uh, gave birth to companies like Patriot Mobile. They can use all that infrastructure. So you can get 5G, you can get data, you can get great wireless all over the country, and you can get free activation using my name, patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, or call them, 100% U.S.-based customer service, 972-PATRIOT is the number. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. You can save money, and you're working with a company that not only shares your values but puts its profits towards advancing those values, which is something rare these days, and it's a good thing. patriotmobile.com slash Eric. This is the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. They are in Noonan, Georgia, but it doesn't matter even if you're in Seattle, Washington, or I don't know, some faraway place that's still in the United States, Honolulu, Hawaii. They can help you because they help people nationwide. Well, they help businesses. They want to help your business. They've been doing it since the early 90s. Go to FirstLibertyGA.com, FirstLibertyGA.com. The phone number here, if you want to weigh in on the Rittenhouse matter, 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. Susan, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've got two points to make, and I'll be quick as I can. First of all, um, uh, Rittenhouse has a could be just like Richard Jewell. I mean, Richard Jewell after the Olympic Park bombings, he went after the media and nailed quite a few of them for large settlements. And mm-hmm. so, um, I think Rittenhouse is in a good. Um, position to do so himself. Um, the other thing is, is that I've been, I have covered a number of large trial, big trials in, in Georgia over the years um, in a past career. And um, I sat through the entire Ray Lewis trial. Um, he was the um, NFL player who was in that big street ball right. in Buckhead after the 2000 Super Bowl. And it was him and two buddies. And, and Lewis pled down to a lesser charge, but his two friends were still on trial for murder. 
And I sat through for the whole trial, and the and the prosecutors, they did a pretty good job, but they didn't do a good enough job. And if you if you don't do, if you really don't do the full job, I mean, I, I one of those guys might have killed somebody, but that was a huge street ball with about probably about seventy people out there, mm-hmm. and. If I had been on that jury, I would not, because both of those guys, um, they, they um, were acquitted. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have voted also for acquittal because I just don't think the, the prosecution in that trial did the job. Right. And I think it was the same with this trial. The prosecution just didn't do their job well enough to justify those kind verdicts. That, I, I, those you know, Susan, verdicts. I'm glad you say this because I appreciate the phone call. I've watched, I did not watch every moment of the trial, obviously, because it's going on while I'm here with you guys. But I watched a lot of it, went back and watched parts of it. And I was just the entire time thinking to myself, does the prosecutor want to blow this case? I mean, they can't not bring it given the politics of, of Wisconsin. But I just thought, I, I mean, they're really screwing this up. And what y'all have got to understand is that the burden is on the prosecutor. The defendant never has to prove he is innocent. The prosecution must prove he is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And they kept making so many mistakes in the trial. It just conveyed the impression that either they were inept or they were blowing the case in some way willfully. It was just I was flabbergasted. Well, they did. They blew the case. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is not guilty on all counts. Uh, apparently, MSNBC is in full meltdown right now over this. I, I, I'm i hesitant to play it because I don't want to drop any F-bombs on, on radio from these people, but they're going nuts, apparently. And you thought these last two years were crazy. Welcome to 2022. It's coming up and nothing makes sense still, especially in business. If you're a small business owner, good luck getting financing from a big bank right now. I can offer you a fantastic solution if you're looking for $750,000 or more in financing for your business. First Liberty Building and Loan. Let's say you want to buy a new building or you want to refi existing debt or you want to buy a company. Basically, you see opportunity for your business to grow, but you've hit a wall with the mega banks getting financing. That's where First Liberty Building and Loan and my friends, the Frost family, come in. They solve small business financing problems better than anyone I've ever seen. They say yes, where big banks say no, it's that simple. Look, just do this. Spend 10 minutes with them. Call them, First Liberty Building and Loan. Say Eric sent you. In 10 minutes, you'll know if you're a good fit for their program. Go to firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. They help small businesses nationwide in all 50 states. Firstlibertyga.com.